You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning and welcome to the broadcast. This is Morning Breath, the drive time devotion show to jumpstart your day. It's a beautiful Wednesday, October 6th. We're getting into October now. It's the fourth quarter. Let's go. It's rolling along. We're in the fourth quarter of the year. Last three months, October, November, December. Anyway, we are glad you've taken time out of your busy day to join us on Morning Breath, where we take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time asking God to speak to our hearts from the chapter and spend some time with the Lord. So that's what we're doing today. And we're in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 20. My co-host today is Pastor Brian Moore. How you doing, Pastor Brian? Good day. Thanks for having me. Always. uh, It's an honor to do this. Should I tell them how to get on board with the show and stuff? Yeah, I think that'd be a win. All right. So if you have not downloaded the East Coast app, you probably should do that on whatever device you have, whether that's you're using an iPad or an iPhone or uh, one of those other Android or Google devices. Go with that. Download the East Coast app. And uh, you can get all the information there of uh, all of the podcasts and kind of where we're headed that way. Uh, chapters, there's a list there. You can also go to our website, do the same, eccc.us. There's info, there's events, there's past sermons, there's all the things there. And uh, we'd love to get you connected. I mean, It's important that you get in the Word of God every day. We want you in a community. And this is a way that you can actually do the Word of God together with some others. And so check that out. You can also go to our Facebook page, Instagram, YouTube. All the, all the places that social media happens, you can connect with us through Morning Breath. We'd love to do that. Or call the church office, 321-452-1060. Let them know you'd like to get a devotion guide emailed out to you. I got mine this week, um, or this past week, um, leading into October. And uh, love that. I'd love to have it. You can put it in a prominent place, whether that's in your Bible or that's uh, on your refrigerator or something that way. Do that. And uh, you can get all the things e- or, uh, mailed out to you if you'd like as well. We'd be happy to put one in a, in a mailbox if you still do Absolutely. it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I get one that way. That's I get cool. one every way just to make sure everything's working fine. That's cool. But yeah, so that's that's a good thing. Then you can get on board. we got a few announcements, so we're going to get them out real quick. Why don't you do the first two, Pastor Brian? All right. So out at our... Uh, out at our oh, wait a second. We got uh, the dates wrong there. We've got to get that back. That's the 15th and 16th. Go ahead now. Those are the correct The 15th and 16th for the backyard games? Uh, yes, sir. All right, so we got Wolfpack. Wolfpack is a, a men's ministry here at East Coast. It's a group of men getting together, playing some games, hanging out. You can get information about this on our website, eccc.us, and events page. Also, we have a, a pretty cool event going on on the 16th, the morning of the 16th, out at our Cocoa campus, Cocoa Fall Classic Cruise-In. That's going to be a little bit of a car show where guys are going to get together, bring some cars. And uh, meanwhile, there'll be some gals, I think, actually doing some things inside the building that morning as well. And so it is a great place for you um, to come and be a part of a cruise-in, or I think it's a Bunko um, event for the girls. I don't see it on our paper here, but I think that's happening the same day. Yep, Cocoa Campus. They got women and men doing all sorts of things on their their property the 16th, 10 a.m. Make it happen. Awesome. Uh, we're also having beach baptisms at Lori Wilson Park. That is an all-campus event, but it's not just an East Coast event. If you're out there and you've, you've believed in the Lord but haven't yet been baptized since you believed, that would be a great thing for you to do as a step of faith to obey the Word of God and to uh, make a public statement of, of your faith and what happened on the inside of you just to show everybody on the outside. So that is... a the 24th, October 24th, 5.30 to 7 at Lori Wilson Park. And then finally, we're having Family Fun Night, which is just a fun event for kids. Uh, it's a Friday night, October 29th, 6.30 to 8.30. Uh, up to about 12-year-old are invited. Of course, your whole family can come. No scary costumes because there will be a lot of little children there. We don't want to scare anybody, so keep the costume 
you know, cool, not scary, and go from there. That's here on the property. Right here. Merritt Island, 680. Merritt Island. North Courtney Parkway. That's it, baby. You'll see us. Yep. That'll be fun. You know, on the baptism, I, I think the beach baptism is a cool way to come and celebrate some other people taking the next step, too. So yeah. maybe even if you're not going to get baptized, but you want to come and just celebrate the steps that worship, others are taking. we do some yeah. worship, and that'll be fun. It's a powerful time to see people um, taking that step and really to celebrate the, the power of what God's done on the inside and transforming a life. And so come come celebrate some other people taking some steps, and uh, maybe it'll, you know, stir up some things in you about remembering when you got baptized. Back in the day, we did one at Jetty Park. Okay. Like right in the middle of the day on Saturday, yeah. we're having a picnic and and that and a mini revival broke out. That's cool. People were watching and people started walking up saying, "I've never been baptized." Let's go. And we I, we I led five or six people to the Lord. That's cool. right there, at waist deep water, at at Jetty Park. That's cool. Beach baptisms are very very cool and exciting. Yeah. It'll be fun. Lori cool. Wilson Park. Love to have you. Awesome. So what do we got here? Second Samuel, I see. I'm in the New Living Translation today. I got there. I see 26 verses. Okay. Well, I'm in the New King James version, and I have 26. Hey, verses. there you go. So 13. All right. And I got a little there's break a, there's there too. A break after yeah, 13. That's a good one. All right, I'll get you started. I say to you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. And there happened to be there a rebel whose name was Sheba, the son of Bichri. Interesting, Bichri. <laughs> How do you say that, Brian? I think Bickery is probably Bickery. Safer. I'll go with that. Safer. Bickery, a Benjamite. And he blew a trumpet and said, We have no share in David, nor do we have the inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to his tents, O Israel. So every man of Israel uh, deserted and followed Sheba, the son of Bickery. But the men of Judah from, from the Jordan, as far as Jerusalem, remained loyal to their king. Now David came to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took the ten women, his concubines, who had left to keep the house, and put them in seclusion and supported them, but did not go into them. So they were shut up to the day of their death, living in widowhood. And the king said to Amasa, Assemble the men of Judah for me within three days, and be present there yourself. So Amasa went to assemble the men of Judah. But he delayed longer than the set time which David had appointed him. David said to Abishah, Now Sheba, the son of Bichri, will do us more harm than Absalom. Take your Lord's servants and pursue him, lest he find for himself four to five cities and escape us. So Jeb's men with the Cherites and the Pelethites and all the mighty men went out after him, and they went out of Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, the son of Bichri. And while when they were at the large stone, which is in Gibeon, Amasa came before them. Now Joab was dressed in battle armor. On it was a belt with a sword fastened to its sheath at his hips. And as he was going forward, it fell out. Then Joab said to Amasa, Are you in health, my brother? And Joab took Amasa by the beard with his right hand to kiss him. But Amasa did not notice the sword that was in Joab's hand, and he struck him with it in the stomach, and his entrails poured out on the ground, and he did not strike him again, thus he died. Then Joab and Abishai's brother pursued Sheba, the son of Bichari. Meanwhile, one of Joab's men stood near Amasa and said, Whoever favors Joab and whoever is for David, follow Joab. But Amasa wallowed in his blood in the middle of the highway, and when the man saw that all the people stood still, he moved Amasa from the highway to the field and threw a garment over him when he saw that everyone who came upon him halted. 
when he was removed from the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue Sheba, the son of Bichari. All right, verse 14. Meanwhile, Sheba traveled through all the tribes of Israel and eventually came to the town of Abel Beth Makkah. All the members of his own clan, the Bichrites, assembled for battle and followed him into the town. When Joab's forces arrived, they attacked Abel Beth Makkah. They built a siege ramp uh, against the town's fortifications and began battering down the wall. But a wise woman in the town called out to Joab, Listen to me, Joab. Come over here so I can talk to you. <laughs> As he approached and the woman asked, Are you Joab? I am, he replied. So she said, Listen carefully to your servant. I'm listening, he said. Then she continued, There used to be a saying, If you want to, be, if you want to settle an argument, ask advice at the town of Abel. I am one who is peace-loving and faithful in Israel, but you are destroying an important town in Israel. Why do you want to devour what belongs to the Lord? And Joab replied, Believe me, I don't want to devour or destroy your town. That's not my purpose. All I want is a man named Sheba, son of Bichri, from the hill country of Ephraim, who, is, who has revolted against King David. If you hand over this one man to me, I will leave the town in peace. All right, the woman replied, we'll, go th- we'll throw his head over the wall to you. Then the woman went to all the people with her wise advice, and they cut off Sheba's head and threw it out to Joab. So he blew the ram's horn and called his troops back from the attack. They all returned to their homes, and Joab returned to the king at Jerusalem. Now Joab was the commander of the army of Israel. Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, was captain of the king's bodyguard. Adoniram was in charge of the forced labor. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was the royal historian. Sheba was the court secretary. Zodak and Abiathar were the priests, and Ira, a descendant of J.R., was David's personal priest. Ah, ah, man. man. Isn't that crazy, David's personal piece, pre- priest? He had his very own. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I, it's just like to the king, advisor. We've seen that through the years with maybe presidents or, you know, Billy Graham was was kind of that uh, in in different people's, you know, presidential lives and that. So, yeah. Yeah, I can see I can see where that would happen. He it just does show you that David had a team. Yeah. That he didn't do things alone. And he had this nice little team here. Um this is a wild story and uh it's pretty harsh. Yeah. You know, when you start we look at it in today's world and this is wow, this is not how we live. Somebody yeah. say thank God. Praise Jesus. Yeah. And uh it's pretty harsh, but one little point in here that I want to bring out that isn't small but as powerful is a woman changes the course of things and saves the day. Yeah. And I think that's that's really interesting because in David's life there were at least 3 times that I could think of or remember where this happened. I mean basically this lady saved a city. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge deal. Yeah. And Joab was even taking a chance going over there buyer because one time, you know, a lady called over one of the leaders of the army and she threw a metal pot off, off the wall and killed him. Wow. And so you got to, you know, but he goes over, talks to this wise woman, and they save the city by, by executing the, the uh, criminal and uh, then throwing the evidence of it over the wall. But remember, there was one where the woman of Tekoa, who uh, Joab talked into, she was a wise woman, to go talk to the king about getting Absalom back from exile. Mm. And that changed the course of things, not necessarily in a good way, but it did. But then the other good one was Abigail. 
Remember when uh, the husband who was rude and David was on the run and he said, you know, could I get a little bit to eat and drink? And the guy said, no way. Was it Na Na Nabal? I think his name was Nabal. Anyway, he, uh, he said, no, get out of here. Why? You're not my responsibility. And David said, come on, let's go kill him. And uh, Abigail loaded up all this stuff, food, and came to David and said, don't, don't do that. Yeah. That's going to be sin and wrong, and you're not living like that. Here, take all, our, all this stuff to eat and drink. And he ended up marrying her after the guy died. And uh, what, a, what a cool thing to think about women changing the course of history and saving the day. Yeah. I know that my wife has changed the course of history of our family or a situation or a circumstance many times. Certainly. And have been the sort of savior of our of our house and wisdom. I mean, what was it? Uh, Moses' wife, Zipporah, hmm. who, you know, when God stood in the way and said, why aren't you doing what I said? She immediately did it and yeah. stepped out and took the lead in those on those moments. It's a wonderful thing to have a submissive wife but that isn't a mouse yeah that's that makes her more of a warrior and there are times when she has to step to the front and lead in our family and uh it's just a powerful thing yeah and i i think the description of this woman that not not as she she's not some lady that walked out this is i'm a wise woman um you know but a wise woman in the town called you know out to joab and then it goes on i'm the one who's peace loving and faithful in israel this is somebody who's been kind of steadfast. This is not just like some, you know, some mouthpiece, if you will, quote unquote. This is somebody who represents something powerful, who knew of a place, you know, that it was like, hey, there used to be this thing. And listen, I, I want to act on behalf of that. And that got his attention enough to actually listen, which is pretty cool. And then she went and activated the city and actually got done what needed to get done, you know, which is, you know, it's one thing to just be, just say something like that, but now she's going to go activate a city to get done what, what Joab was trying to get done. And like you said, like it, I mean, he's beginning to batter down the wall. It says, I mean, they are just going to just tear I mean, this place up. they built a ramp <laughs> that went from, you know, sea level all the way up to the top of the wall. And they're like trying to, and they're beating you know, the snot out of the wall. Yeah, they're, they're, they're coming in. They're, they're coming in whether you down. like it or not. And yeah. she went, whoa, hold up a second. Like, what, what can we do here? Like, let's find another way. Like, <laughs> That's like standing in front of the tank barrel Yeah, and saying, hold on, Yeah, let's talk for yeah. a minute. And, yeah. you know, pretty big, pretty brave. Yeah. But it took brave uh, wisdom. And, you know, she, as you said, she didn't just say, she just she established what she was going to say by talking about this this group of like going to the gate, the city gate, yeah. and solving a problem, not taking care of it yourself. Yeah, and she basically gave all the all the reasons why Joab shouldn't yeah. keep attacking the city, shouldn't kill her, shouldn't do what he was doing, but sh but still get the desired result of someone who rebelled against the king. You know, taken care of. <clears throat> yeah, I. You know, I think sometimes it's it's really important in how you address a situation. Mm -hmm. You know, like she and what she did was powerful, but how she did this, I think, is is something to be said. Like, you know, if I'm going to come into a situation and I'm going to come, you know, guns a blazing at somebody, what's going to happen? Their guns are coming back a blazing at me, okay. right? She That's came exactly in peacefully. Right. She came in, you know, calmly and saying, "Hey, what what are we doing here? Like, do you really want to devour what belongs to the Lord? Like, that was a." That, that entreated him enough to go, hold, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to devour what belongs to the Lord. And it wasn't just a, hey, 
you're you know you're crazy you're out of your mind you're not coming in here and you know gonna fight it was actually with a word from the lord that she was yeah, coming with and so you know sometimes you know I, I, there's a verse that says uh you know a, a soft answer turns away wrath you yes. know and many times people are going to come at you with something mm. strong they're mm. battering down the wall like they're coming after you strongly and what are you going to do you're not going to fight you know with force against force you need to come with a word from the lord come with something soft that is actually going to entreat them actually to listen to you because that's what you need. You need somebody mm-hmm. to actually open up their heart and their mind to listen to you instead of just coming after somebody all the time. And many times we want to engage in an argument or into a fight coming strong. And, you know, we actually need to have a, you know, a soft answer. We need to be quick to listen, slow to speak. You know, many times in an engaging, you know, fight like that, how are you coming and what are you coming with? And many times you can change somebody's heart by just being soft and being still and not always fighting, you know, aggressively quote-unquote well that's 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 such good advice and that might be to me or you as you're listening right now that there's a situation that you're in that maybe it's at work and you know uh maybe it's just you know you're going at it maybe it's with another company or another god forbid church or you could go right down the line your wife your son your daughter yeah you know i've seen families mad at each other for 50 years yeah crazy stupid waste of a lifetime of not liking each other because they said harsh words where somebody if somebody would have yielded if somebody would have and it isn't yielding just okay i'm wrong when you're not wrong she wasn't wrong yeah she was right but in this situation it took her doing it in a very respectful very honorable very wise way to reach Joab, because Joab was a hot mess, man. He just got, I mean, he killed the leader of Mm -hmm. David's army on the way to this job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's kind of, he's he's not like Mr. Nice Guy, you know, he's like Mr. Crazy, you know, crazy. He grabbed him by the beard and stabbed him. him. To kiss him. And notice that it said he had a sword wrapped around, but it fell out. See, he bent over and it fell out. And then he stood up to kiss him, but he picked it up with his left hand, which is not the hand for his sword. And that's why one of the reasons we shake hands is to show we're empty-handed. We don't have a gun or a knife or a sword back in the day. You're emptying your hand to someone. Now, in Israel... They greeted one another with a kiss. Yeah. Even in the New Testament, the Bible says, greet one another with a holy kiss. And so he was doing what was normal, but you took your right empty hand, put it up to their face, and kissed their cheek. He did that, but he had done the very deceptive thing of slipping back up that sword in his left hand, yeah. and he, he stabbed him. Stabbed him bad. And left him way in the road. Yeah, for and, everyone to see. And that the bad part about that was, what had happened here. If we get this whole picture, Amasa was sent to assemble the men of Judah within three days. Yeah, and he didn't. I don't know why. I don't know if the men of Judah were slow to respond to Amasa because he was actually uh, Absalom's general. Yeah, and David made him general over the army of Judah instead of Joab. So I'm not sure why it took more than three days, but he delayed. So David knew that Joab and Abishah, they, they were get it done guys, and they didn't mess around. He says, take, take all the guys from, that usually surround me and go get this guy. Yeah. And on the way, they kill Amasa, 
and leave them laying in the road. Now, the army of Judah walks up and goes, That's our guy. That's our commander. And they stop. Yeah. And so they're like, Not a good idea. Let's a, this is this is really painting a bad picture. Baloney. It is a bad picture. Oh, yeah. And so they had to drag the guy off the road to get the army to go march with Joab. But they quickly did. So you know that the the devotion wasn't much there. Yeah. Because if you would have killed my commander and I loved him. I would have fought you. You might have had a problem yeah. when you turned your back on me a little bit later. I might I might be ministering some uh, correction to you in that process. So it's a it's one of those twisted, broken cultures that were crazy. And uh, you know, even Sheba, he's the son of how'd you say the name? Bickery? Bickery, yeah. Bickery or by Chery. Um anyway, I wonder if he was related to Saul. Because yeah. he's from the tribe of Benjamin. He's a Benjamite. Saul was. Yeah. And he's the one who came up with this idea to rebel and take the ten tribes and go north and leave David. This yeah. is the beginning of the division that affected Israel for a long time. You know, it's hard to it's hard to watch in this. I mean, this this whole like book of the Bible, you're just going kind of back and forth. There's all these battles and people like abandoning like their leader their leader to go follow this other guy who they think is going to be the next guy. And like, there's all of this like moving parts of like you know like these guys who like they see their commander like die on the road and it's like well all right we'll go fight for the other guys now we'll just jump in with them right and you think about the loyalties and the just the shallowness of some of these loyalties that were probably all for their own gain and many times it was like oh we'll follow this guy maybe we'll get something out of it you know and then that dude falls in the road and it's like all right we'll go follow these guys we're gonna go take this other city see we can get out of that deal you know and it just is such weak you know soft um associations if you will and uh i i just have uh i don't know i've i've I just want to see people faithfully serving, you know, the Lord. Let's start there, you know, yeah. and then, hey, who's who are you going to follow? Because if the guy you're following all the time is like, hey, we can go do this and, you know, whatever this thing is, and it's like a shallow, like, I, I don't know. I would just – I've heard you say over the years uh, there's like the man, the method, and the – and the and the message right yes, like yes. and so how who are you going to follow what is that going to look like and if you don't know the man be careful if you don't know the message that they're going to follow be careful and how they're doing it yeah. you be be on guard be alert and so maybe that's for somebody today that you go you know what i've been following this thing or doing this thing and do you know the man do you know the message and is the method is this what you're really called to you know and try to hear from heaven on that and not just be just you know quick to you know be shifty and going here and going there because you really need to be planted you need to be rooted somewhere right and and in that rooting i think there's safety and security especially when we're talking about the things of god we need to get to a break so let's uh let's go you are listening to the morning breath podcast from east coast christian center we will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us.
Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Hey, everybody. Sorry, Nick. I didn't mean to make you cry. Um, Ignore that, everybody. One of the things that stood out to me was David came to his house uh, and the concubines, the, the women that he left there, that Absalom, you know, maybe raped. I'm not sure how to how to describe all this. None of this was their fault. Yeah. They ended up caught up in the middle of this coup and all this stuff. And they were shut up to the day of their death, living in widowhood. And it's it's a it's a sad because you know there are a lot of people out there, you know, maybe one of the things that trouble us the most, the things that happened to us in our childhood. Yeah. They weren't our fault. Yeah. We didn't, you know, we didn't do anything wrong or you know, we weren't in but we still ended up in a bad situation. But the, the part I want to com- encourage you with is he took care of them. Yeah. He didn't just, David just didn't say, okay, you know, I'm done with you. Get out of here. Get these women out of my sight. He cared for them 
And I just want to say that I feel like the Lord wanted to remind you out there, if you're experiencing something that's not your fault, you know, COVID-19, that's not our fault. Yeah. You know, that's running around. I don't know what it is. You're, you know, your husband leaving you and your kids, that's not your fault. You know, we could go right down the line of what's yeah. not your fault, but God has set you aside to care for you. That's good. But it's not like these guys permanently. You have a Savior. Yeah. And God's got an answer for you, wants to care for you, love you, and take care of you in this season. Praise God. Yeah, man. Anyway, have a great day. Yeah, let's um, do it. Have an incredible week. Let's yep. go. We're getting close to done with Second Samuel, and then we're going to hit Timothy pretty soon. So God bless you guys. Bye-bye. I know. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.